That is that feel-good Friday music, kids. That means Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio is on his way. Always a pleasure to have Coach Mack for our weekly installments presented by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. You know this. They make so many great things with Titans Radio possible. Healthcare coverage from uh, from. Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. They not only protect Tennesseans, they bring us Coach Dave McGinnis, who joins us now on 104.5 The Zone. Mac, my guy, what's up? Good morning, Buck. How are we doing? We are well. I'm looking forward to a a, a little, I, I won't say outright relaxed weekend, Mac, but a little more relaxing than it would be if the Titans were playing this weekend. How 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 much how far into your preparations for any of these teams potentially are you in? Well, I I I broke down. I spent time. I broke down three games with Cincinnati and the Raiders because we have not, you know, we have not seen them this year. Right. To play them, and so I wanted to I wanted to get a little head start on them because I, I had some time to do that, uh, and just kind of not go really in depth uh, yet, but just kind of figure out who's who in the zoo you know, with what they're doing. And I took their last three ball games just to get a little bit of recency bias, you know, on them to look at them. But uh, other than that, I've been doing a lot of uh, radio interviews across the country, clearly on the Titans and on these playoffs. And so it's been pretty busy, but it's not, uh, look, you fight hard all season to get this, this uh, first buy, and there's a reason for it. I mean, you need to enjoy it. And uh, it, for the team to recharge and for all of us, that are involved to recharge a little bit, but I think we've all got enough adrenaline going from the way the season ended and what's ahead that uh, we're all looking forward to next week getting started. Somebody just wrote in the YouTube chat that says Coach Mack should take Buck goat tying after the Titans win the Super Bowl, Mac. So if the Titans win the Super Bowl, I may take you up on that offer that the audience has just presented to us. Um, but in the meantime, let's talk about, I know you spent all week talking about this last Titans game Sunday in Houston, but I think the biggest thing that stood out to me, Mac, two things uh, in particular, the protection again in another week where they found some consistency and where the offensive line has remained healthy and the downfield passing a game, his average yards, Tannehill's average yards per attempt way up over his season long average. They're finding Julio Jones, Nick Westbrook, Aquina. They're making plays in the passing game downfield. How much of a positive step was that? from what we've seen based on just the the number of players who are, again, available for that quarterback to play with? Well, I mean, Buck, and you know this, and so do, so do our listeners. They're sophisticated uh, you know, fans here you know, for the Titans. They understand that, that when this thing was put together offensively, that's, that's what we all envisioned. Uh, Mike Keith just hit me this morning. You know, we're always in contact with Titans Radio with stuff going on uh, with this team and he hit me with some numbers this morning that I think we all knew but are pretty outstanding they're pretty enlightening when you just look at them on paper uh the offense had 1133 snaps this year and AJ Julio and Derrick Henry were on the field together for 120 of those that's it <laughs> that's wild that's insane out of 1133 snaps so the reason i bring that up right now is to your point this is what we envisioned when this was put together but because of what we've gone through injury wise and uh and especially you know losing Derek, you know after week eight and then those other two guys being in and out 
because of injuries. I mean, it just it just highlights more what this team has done as a team this year and what, you know, what John Robinson and his personnel people have done, what Mike Vrabel and his staff has done, what the locker room has done, what those 91 dudes have done that they had to play with. But when you really just look at it on paper, knowing that, you know, you've had 1,133 snaps and three of your guys – that were your explosive guys were on the field for only 120 of them together, that's a wow. I mean, that's an incredible number that Coach Mack just gave us here on 104.5 The Zone. Of course, Mack still producing content. There's OTP dailies all over the place uh, that Mike Keith and Rhett Bryan and Amy Wells have been producing. So many great conversations, so much stuff available on the Titans YouTube page, by the way, that you can check out as well that that whole crew has been working on in their quote-unquote downtime. Mac, before we talk about these wild card games this weekend, I, I want to I talk to you about David Culley, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot based off my opinion of how the Texans and, frankly, the Jags and the Colts have gone through and handled their season because I feel it to be just a terrible job, but none more so than what's happened to David Culley. When you watch that Texans team, I don't know how anybody could come away with the assessment that that football team still found ways to play hard despite four wins on the season, and yet that man is without a job today. I find it to be completely reprehensible. Well, first of all, the National Football League, it's a great game. It's a brutal business. Look, I've been on, I've been on the brutal end of this business, and so all of us know what we sign up for when we come into it. Now, uh, speaking of David Culley, I personally know David Culley very well. I've known him for a long time in this league. There's no better human being in this league than David Culley as a person, and he's an excellent, excellent football coach. Uh, when he was given the opportunity to take that job, you, after 27 years of coaching this league, you're clearly going to take it. It was not an ideal situation, but when you're offered that opportunity, look, I've been a head coach in this league. There's not many people that get a chance to be a head coach in the National Football League. But the circumstances that he was thrown into, and I said this before we played him the first time, and I said it again before we played him the second time, for everything that they've gone through, David Culley deserves a lot of – that team never quit playing. They never quit playing. They were always, always playing with – you can tell. You can tell when a team's interested – and you can tell when a team is disinterested. That team was always interested in playing for David Culley. And so, as I say, there's nothing fair about the National Football League. Believe me, spent 36 years of my life in it. I've experienced some great up times. I've experienced some really low times. But we all sign up for it. But what David Culley endured this year and what he was able to produce, and still he kept his honesty, his integrity, and his dignity throughout the whole thing, it just points out to me whether David Culley won very many games or not, he's still a winner as a human being and as a head coach in this league because he was able to hold together a very, very, very tenuous situation. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, our guest here on 104.5 The Zone, presented by our friends, of course, at Farm Bureau Health Plans. All right, Mac, matchups all over the place, a great weekend of football ahead. And I guess we should start with that Raiders Bengals game since you were talking about doing a little advanced work on them and those are two of the potential opponents that Tennessee could see here in Nashville um Max Crosby I I'm sure in the league he gets more credit uh than he's being given publicly but I have not seen a more in, a more impressive individual pass rusher 
in the sport this year and the way that they got after Justin Herbert throughout the course of that game, understanding that L.A. was dealing with some offensive line issues, that the Raiders seem to be a really, really frisky team, also having to overcome adversity like we've talked about a little bit with David Culley, their own situation that not a lot of people would have been able to hold together. Yeah, and that's another guy that's done a tremendous job, Rich Biasaccia. I mean, he's done a tremendous job. I, mean, I know him very well, I mean, and what he was thrust into. But let's talk, let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the team. Look, uh, when, you, when, you watch, when you watch the Raiders, when I watch the Raiders, I'm not putting anybody else's eyes on them. When I watch the Raiders, first of all, they don't blitz a lot. They can rush with four people. Right. They, get nice, they pressure really nicely with four people, and you are 100% correct, Buck. I mean, Max Crosby's a problem. I mean, he's an issue. He is, an, he is a, a disruptor, you know, back there, and he's constantly going. He's got an incredible motor. And, and so they do a nice job defensively of getting pressure with four people up front, and that's, and that's very important. And it's really important when, look, when, you, when all of us that are now in the playoffs, you, you start breathing some different air when you go into the playoffs. You know, you've got a lot of teams sitting at home watching, and you're still going – uh, in, into the part of the season that everybody works so hard all off season to get to. And what they have done, they're coming into this thing, and really they were left for dead after the whole John Gruden thing, and, and they've persevered through all of it. So when you watch them play, that's how they play. You know, offensively, Carr makes enough plays to give you some 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 issues. And so we're talking about the Raiders, and, and they're playing physical football, which, you know, you know me, I like that. I mean, you, you look at that. Then you look at the Bengals. I mean, Zach Taylor's done a tremendous job. That yeah. that quarterback, that quarterback that, that that they have, and those skilled people that he has, you know, and with Mixon running the football, those guys are legitimate on offense, very legitimate. In fact, they can play. They probably, but to me, just watching them again. This is the last three games, but they can probably probably play make it take it football as well as anybody because they've got explosive players and their quarterback is deadly accurate. And so, you know, that that's just my uh, my look at them, you know, from the start. I'm going to be very interested, you know, most clearly, you know, watching that ball game as I'll be zeroed in on all of them, but that one to start with. Certainly. I think what makes the Joe Burrow and, and Zach Taylor and that offense experience even more impressive to me, Mac, is the fact that they have just not done well this season as an offensive line unit. I know they've done things schematically to try and help protect Joe Burrow, but they he has been under duress all season long. I, I don't know how that gets corrected anytime soon if it hasn't to this point, but I've really found him even more impressive despite what he's working against from a protection standpoint. Joe Mixon has missed uh, a lot of time, or not a lot of time, but enough time throughout the course of the regular season. He, he is expected to be in the postseason. What what makes him special as a player from a trade standpoint? He's a jump cut guy. He's a jump cut guy, and he's a he's a same foot, same shoulder guy. I mean, he's a heavy runner, even though he's not a really big back. I mean, he's a, he's a heavy runner, but he he's extremely quick. His jump cut ability, his short area quickness is outstanding. You know, and, and plus, I mean, when I talk about same foot, same shoulder runners, those are the guys that when when contact is coming, especially when it's and he's cleared the first level, he can stick at that that foot in the ground and drop that same shoulder and still get yards after contact. He's a he's a talented, talented runner. With the Chiefs and the Steelers, Mac, that's obviously, I mean, Bengals, uh, Bengals. Uh, Raiders is a rematch as well from the regular season, but right. Pittsburgh and Kansas City, I mean, the Steelers just got run out of town basically when they played last time 
in Arrowhead. And for as for as much as they have struggled offensively, Pittsburgh, they've still found ways to win games. What what from a matchup standpoint are you watching with uh with the way that that Kansas City defense has really turned it on through the second half of the season to kind of right their ship when things seem to be a bit astray? Well, uh, Spags, you know, Spags' defense got better when he finally moved Jones back inside. Yeah. You know, because that's a that's a that's a big difference. And Spags, in his DNA is he's going to he's going to bring pressure. I mean, he's going to bring heat and and lock them up on the outside. I mean, we saw that when we played them here during the regular season. You know, continue to stack the line and and and, and bring heat. They're going to make they're going to make Roethlisberger beat them. I mean, that's what they're that, that that's what they're going to do. And the interesting part to me is going to be able to watch Keith Butler, their defensive coordinator at Pittsburgh, to see how he's going to handle Kansas City because Kansas City is now getting healthy offensively. I mean, they're going to have all their pieces back. And so, to me, I'm very interested to see when this thing unfolds what Keith Butler does because here's Pittsburgh cannot keep up in a make-it-take-it game with Kansas City. Pittsburgh's going to have to shorten the game, and then defensively they're going to have to do something to make them punt a few more times than than Kansas City normally punts in a a 12-series game. I I'm curious to watch all of these games throughout the course of the weekend, Mac, and and with with the Steelers. I mean, obviously the Titans would love to see the Steelers coming into Nashville based on the way that that game was lost in Pittsburgh earlier this season, and and much of it due to turnovers. Ben Roethlisberger and that offense only able to generate about 168 yards when they those two teams meet. But Matt, when but when I look at the New England Buffalo game. I so much of that offense in Buffalo with the Bills, Mac relies upon Josh Allen to be great. So much of their production offensively comes from his ability to move the ball, either passing or running at this point. But it does seem like they've at least made the commitment to try and run the football more as we get later into the season. I, I don't know if you just throw out uh, what what you think Bill Belichick is going to do at any given point because Bill is as slick as they come when it comes to game planning. What do you think this is going to look like the third time around? Well, I mean, he's uh, Bill Belichick will have something different for him. But whatever he has, he's going to make sure that, that he's going to concentrate on taking – look, the quarterback, and you mentioned it for, for Buffalo, I mean, that guy is. I mean, he's the piston that drives it all. He's, he's the dude. And, and you're correct through the air and, and and with his legs. I think when 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 Sean McDermott and his group offensively go back and start looking at that game they lost, you know when they when they played New England, they they would have let him throw it more because you know when he was even though the the weather was as it was when he did start, he was running, ripping he had, it through there, Mac. It was crazy. Yeah, well. Well, because he's he's got that kind of arm talent. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they match up again. And, and here's what happens in the playoff, uh, Buck. I've just been doing this long enough in this league to know, really, uh, in the in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter what much has happened with your matchup in the regular season. Yeah. Because this, this is a different type of – this is a different season. You know, people say, well, Mac, it, you know, it's the same teams. Well, it's different. I, I said early in this conversation, you're breathing different air now once you get into the playoffs. And so expect to see teams staying true to their DNA, but there are going to be tweaks with everybody's game plan, especially with common opponents. Now, I don't know if this is uh, poor form to ask you this, Mac, but is there a preferred opponent you would like to see in the divisional round? An AFC team. (laughs) Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Mac, you watching any NFC this weekend, or are you just focused on AFC? No, I watch it all. I watch it all because 
you know, you, you win enough games, you're going to be playing an NFC team. The 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 Eagles in Tampa Bay, I think, is really interesting because their run defense in Tampa has been so stout. It doesn't look like it's quite at that form the way that it has been over the course of the last couple of years. And the best thing that the Eagles do right now as an offense is run the football. I think between San Francisco and Dallas, I'm really interested in those two from a matchup standpoint, understanding that we have to kind of throw out what we've seen from them in the regular season for at least a part of it, because we understand that there will be different wrinkles in both of these games. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I, I agree with you on on both of those counts. Uh, you know, especially especially once Dallas is concerned, I think Dallas is a really talented football team, and it just depends on what type of how many cylinders they're hitting on offensively on a particular day. But when they, when they are, and they they've got to get Elliott, you know, going a little bit more. I mean, he's been he's been good. He hasn't been dominant dominant yet. But when they're hitting on all cylinders, Dallas is a very, very talented football team. And to me, the the, the 49ers outfit goes just as as well as as Garoppolo is going to take them. I mean, to me, that's that's what that's what's going to have to that's what's going to have to happen. And Dan Quinn will clearly have something to be able to make him be the guy. He won't let anybody else, you know, be the guy in, in that ball game. Philadelphia is an interesting football team to me because they've kind of just been hanging around. You know, they've hung around, but what, what does travel, and you know this, you've been at this long enough, what does travel in, in the playoffs, especially if you start getting into weather, two things travel. If you're playing consistent defense and you can run the ball, and they can run the football. It's going to be a lot of great football. By the way, Mac, before we get out of here, help me understand Jimmy Garoppolo, because I watched that Rams game in the press box after you guys wrapped up with Houston uh-huh. on Sunday, and he was so damn good Garoppolo was in that game and I don't think Jimmy G's bad by any stretch of the imagination but what is there a reason why he can't consistently put it together like that because I was blown away by how well he played uh, you know the only person that can answer that is Jimmy Garoppolo fair I mean he really is yeah. I mean, he, you know, I mean he's because he's got he's got he's got the talent and he's got the ability he's got the ability to diagnose coverages I mean that's what he does well and he can get it out of his hand uh and so I mean, you think you and I are wondering, uh, how do you think Shanahan is <laughs> I mean, he's, he thinks so much about it that he drafted a quarterback in the first round this year that they're not even playing. Coach Dave McGinnis there you have it. of Titans Radio has been our guest. Mac, uh, I hope you get some time to kind of take a breather, but I know that you'll be ready to go and, and uh, can't wait to catch up with you in the booth next week. We'll talk again before then. Yeah, Buck. I mean, uh, this isn't this isn't hard work. This is fun. So let's go. Let's go, Coach Dave McGinnis. Have a great weekend, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. See ya, Coach Mack. Best in the business. There with us on one hundred four five The Zone. Man, I'm really looking forward to this. I I love the fact that I can just watch these games. This is such a rare thing for me. I I well, red zone's not even a thing during the playoffs, is it? I. I, th- I think they might have it during wildcard weekend. No, I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure I saw earlier Scott Hansen put out, like, uh, you know, thank you to the Thanks, fans yeah. on, on Twitter. I'm pretty sure. I, I guess think that, I got tagged in it. I guess that makes sense if there's no games happening at the same time. kind of defeats the purpose. I pay all year for Red Zone, and I never get to watch it. <laughs> like twice a year. I've thought all, well, yeah, like in, on the bye week. but like Bye week and primetime games. If I have to tell, if I have to tell Dara... You know, hey, we're going to watch football on my weekend off. Did you want to cut me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, how's that going to work this weekend? Because I'm also trying to work that through my head. Oh, really? With Megan? Yes. 
How how are you planning? On, she's never she's never going to listen to this. We we have a better chance of Dara hearing this and me getting in trouble than you. Whatever your scheme, right? Is. I'm always in the clear as far as what we say on here when it comes to her. What a lovely existence that must be. <laughs> Not have and you know Dara's a stud. Like she she is so more so much more understanding about my schedule than any human being should or could be. What what is your strategy to get Megan to watch football with you this weekend? I'm going to wing it. Oh, that's helpful. All right, so you're just going to leave me to wander through the wilderness alone. We're going to dinner tonight. We're getting we're getting a nice dinner tonight um, because we do we do quote unquote have the weekend off, and then I'm going to tell her, "Hey, Saturday, I'd like to go to the Belmont game, and then maybe we watch some football." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll knock on wood. Maybe we'll be snowed in, and she won't have a choice. It's a terrible way to approach this. Ryan Johansson, Pred Center, is going to join us coming up next. First Preds player we've had on the show, and not the result they were certainly looking for. Last night with a 4-1 loss to the Sabres at home, but Preds still sitting at the top at the Western Conference right now. Big game coming up this weekend in Boston, so we'll catch up with Ryan Johansson coming up next.